Welcome to the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron. I'm obsessed with helping people feel more connected to themselves, the people they love, their work, and their purpose. I'm a leadership coach, speaker, self-improvement junkie, wife, mom of two teenagers, and 30-year corporate career woman turned entrepreneur. This podcast will give you the tools, insights, and real honest conversations that will help you lead your life so you can love your life. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barron, and I am grateful you are here. What I know is that it's summer and a lot of people are taking road trips, plane trips, vacations with their loved ones, with their BFFs, and everyone is busy. Uh, And I'm hoping that you are soaking up some sun and enjoying some downtime to really reconnect with the people that you love, but also yourself. So whether it's taking a good book to the beach, whether it's relaxing, whether it's actually doing some activities that you have been on your bucket list, I am excited for you. And I, again, I hope you're enjoying your summer with some relaxation. Well, I wanted to start off by saying last week's episode, number 118, about the gift of listening, I I think hit a chord with people. I have received many messages and DMs and emails with people saying that they really appreciated the episode and they really appreciated the points about just being present and what a true gift listening is for relationships. And that's relationships at work, at home, with your kids, with anyone, because we all want to be heard and we all want to be acknowledged. And so the gift of listening is so powerful. Now, I did also get a couple of funny messages from people saying, um, I, I need my wife or I need my husband to listen to the episode because they're not super skilled at that. And uh, maybe I'm, I'm going to slip this podcast episode into, <laughs> into their playlist. So I thought that was funny and um, I got a kick out of it. So, but the follow-up to that, and some people were asking about, okay, I will work on being a better listener, but then what happens after that? Natalie, you talked about powerful questions in the episode and about digging into curiosity. And how do I go about doing that? I I, I want to be a better listener. And I know being a better listener also includes me asking powerful questions. But I honestly don't know which questions to ask. And I, I don't know which questions to ask my team members. And I really would love some more information on that. So this episode is born. And I'm grateful for the feedback. And it always makes me happy when you are curious and wanting more and wanting to learn more. That tells me that you're engaged and I'm super grateful. So that's what we are going to be talking about today. And today you are going to be learning the five core questions that you need So you and those you lead can focus on the work that matters. 
I normally kind of speak holistically from both business and personal, but I am going to keep this more leadership-centered and around how to use these five core questions with your team and how to move forward using these five questions. And then we're also going to talk about the five reasons why managers and leaders aren't coaching. And we're going to kind of melt away some of that resistance that you might be having or think you might be having around developing this skill as a leader, as coach. Some people are also saying, I I don't know really what that means. So we're going to talk about that. And I also want to add a lot of this podcast and the information in this podcast is from someone I highly regard, and it's from Michael Bungay Stanier. And he writes this wonderful, easy to read book called The Coaching Habit. I highly suggest you pick it up, put it in your cart, order it, you will not regret it. So again, a lot of the information that I'm going to be talking about today is from his book. And I want to make sure that I'm giving credit where credit is due, because that's important as well to me. So as usual, I want to start out by asking you a question. And the question is, when is the last time that you gave out advice? And I want you to be honest with yourself. Some people will say earlier today, um, what I have found most of the time, it's probably within the last five minutes. You've probably answered a question. You've probably given someone advice or direction and that is happening multiple times a day. It's what you're paid for. It's what you're good at. It's just what you're used to doing. And it's probably because it was role modeled for you. And if you only take one thing away from this podcast, only one thing, and that is stay curious a little longer and rush to action and advice giving a little more slowly. Because here's what I know. Once we've cemented our opinion, once we've cemented our business plan, our go-forward strategy, we close off possibilities. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have a business plan, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have a strategy, but you should always be curious if you're still on the right path. And that curiosity can open up so many possibilities. I love this quote by Jonas Salk that says, what people think of as the moment of discovery is really the discovery of the question. And I invite you to just take a pause and think about the best boss that you ever had, the best leader that you ever worked for. I'm guessing he or she wasn't the one that every time you went to them had all the advice and told you all the background story and told you about all of their experiences. I'm sure they might have done a little bit of that for mentoring purposes. But I'm guessing that they took a, a, a deep interest in you. I'm guessing that they were so curious to know what you wanted to do next, what you thought your strengths were, what you thought the next step in the client project should be, and why you thought it should be that. And what challenges do you foresee coming because of that path that you want to take? And They probably stretched you, they probably challenged you, and they most likely did that through the power of questions. I want to refer back to the coaching habit again, and I want to get really specific with you about why coaching can help you, because I want you to stay curious and interested in this podcast. So 
one of the ways that can help you is that it can help you break out of these three cycles. The first cycle is creating overdependence. And we've all been a part of teams and leading teams where you have an overdependent team. And you're in this circle of the more my team needs me, the more I give them the answers. The more I give them the answers, the more my team needs me. And what essentially has happened is you as a leader have developed a team that is completely draining and exhausting you and taking up a lot of your time. A lot of your productivity is going to help them solve their problems. And what's happened also is you as a leader in this cycle, you've pulled away the autonomy, the self-sufficiency, and the confidence of your team members. So building a coaching habit and asking powerful questions will absolutely help your team be more self-sufficient by increasing their autonomy and giving them a sense of mastery and empowerment and significantly reducing the time and effort that it takes you to jump in and fix all the problems. So the other cycle that you might be in is you might be overwhelmed. I mean, raise your hand if you're not overwhelmed. I think everyone I talk to, all of my coaching clients, all of my friends are completely overwhelmed by the quantity of work we all have. And I don't care if you've read Atomic Habits. I don't care if you are a productivity master. We are all absolutely overwhelmed. And what happens is it feels like the faster we dig, the faster the world keeps flooding in. And you're pulled in so many different directions. You have endless emails. You're hustling from meeting to to meeting. And what happens is you lose focus. And this cycle sounds like this. The more distracted I am, the more I lose focus on what matters, the more I lose focus on what matters, the more distracted I am. And this can cause true paralysis in our leadership. And this is exhausting. And I think so many people are in this boat right now. And what can happen is building a coaching habit will help you regain focus so that you and your team can do the work that has real impact. And you can therefore direct your time, your energy, and your resources to solving the challenges that truly make a difference. And when we're working on work that makes a difference and we feel is having a true impact, that's when we feel the most fulfilled at work. The third cycle is becoming disconnected. I actually just had a conversation with a coaching client last week where this was the case. And what happened is they fell into the cycle of the less impact they were having, the more they felt like they wanted to give up. And the more they gave up, the less impact they felt like they were having. And so it was this horrible cycle and they were feeling pretty disconnected and they were feeling like they were just kind of calling in their work. And as leaders, I think this is an important cycle to be aware of with your team because I think there's been job cuts and there's been budget cuts and people are being asked to do more with less. And it's important as leaders that we recognize this. And one of the reasons is, is that when you have people doing more of the work that has an impact and meaning, they're more engaged. But when you have people doing a lot of kind of tedious tasks and a mountain of work, 
that isn't making an impact or they don't see the impact, that's when you have people become very disengaged and leave your organization. And so the benefit here of building a coaching habit is it helps you and your team reconnect to the work that not only has an impact, but has meaning as well. Coaching can fuel the courage that people have to step out beyond the comfortable and the familiar and really push themselves to the edge. This is where inspiration and innovation and excitement and meaning and fulfillment happen in an organization. I was watching a webinar with Michael Bungay Stanier, and he talked about the five reasons that you secretly don't want to coach. And I know that this applies to my coaching clients. And so I'm curious to know if it applies to you. The first thing that you might be saying to yourself is, I don't have time for this. I am so busy. I literally don't have time to ask questions. I don't have time to go through a list of five questions to ask my staff. I just need people. I need to tell people what to do and they just need to get it done. And here's what I will absolutely acknowledge. Having a full coaching session for an hour like I have with my clients is you don't have time for that. You're absolutely right. But I'm guessing if I showed you how you could take powerful questions and do a powerful coaching session in 10 minutes, you might be open to that. Reason number two that you secretly don't want to coach. You still don't have time. (laughs) You're probably listening a little skeptical saying, Natalie, I still don't have time for 10 minutes. And what I would say is you're still right. This isn't about changing your workload. This isn't about adding to your workload. This is about shifting what you already have time for. So it's simply mixing things up, but it still fits within the same time container. You also might be saying, I don't want to be a coach. I'm a CEO. I'm a VP. I am a director. I am a software engineer. I am in HR and I simply don't have time for this. And the key here is that I'm not asking you to become a coach. I'm asking you and I'm inviting you to be more coach-like. The fourth secret reason why you might not want to coach is you don't know how. And that is completely valid. And what I'll say here is, again, if you take nothing away from this podcast, all you need to take away in the know-how is what I mentioned at the beginning. Stay curious a little longer and rush to action and advice giving a little more slowly. And reason five that you might not secretly want to employ coaching in your leadership is you might be asking, what's in it for me? I hear what's in it for everyone else, but what's truly in it for me? And what I'll tell you is that if you build this as a habit and you become more coach-like, you dig deep into curiosity and you ask powerful questions, you become a more effective leader, you learn more, you unblock some of your own unconscious bias, you unblock some of your own blind spots, which we all have. And in doing all of that, you have more impact. And more impact typically leads to more fulfillment. All right, at this point, you're probably saying, okay, I understand the the cycles that I've been in as a leader. I 
agree. I have a couple or a few of those hidden reasons on why I really don't want to coach. For most people, it's they feel like they don't have the time. But this can be done very quickly. And now we're going to dive into the five critical coaching questions that you can ask of your colleagues, your team, your boss, your clients to seriously uncover magic. These questions will help you dig deeper and will help you uncover more than you could have imagined. And I just want to share a couple of things before we dive into the five questions. One is building a new habit is difficult. And what I know is that every ounce of you, every fiber in your body is going to be twitching with a desire to fix and to solve and to offer solutions when you first start this. And that's okay. Just you being aware of holding off and staying in curiosity a little bit longer and solving a little bit less, it's totally okay. You're going to build a new habit. It's going to take a little bit of time. So don't beat yourself up about it. And the other thing is, is in this new habit of yours, you say, okay, I'm committed to asking more questions. I'm on board. It's going to be better for everyone. I'm not going to give advice. And then what you do is you actually offer up advice with a question mark attached. So it might sound something like, have you thought of doing X, Y, Z? Or the other question is, have you thought about doing blank, blank, blank? That is really advice couched in the form of a question. And the reality is everyone can see through it. So let's get to the five questions. The first question is the kickstart question. This is a great question to ask your direct reports or anyone else for that matter, but we're just going to use direct reports for this example. And the question is, what's on your mind? What I love about this question is it's really open-ended, but it's also empowering. It gives the other person the ability to direct the agenda with you. And it's also focused. What's on your mind? It might not seem like it's focused, but it is focused. It's what's there in their mind thinking, what am I being challenged with right now? What is important to me right now? What's on my mind at this moment? So it's a very empowering, open-ended question to kickstart a, a powerful conversation. And I'm going to share with you a coaching example that I did with a client recently, just to give you some context and a little color here. So I asked this question to one of my coaching clients who happens to be the CEO of a startup. And she paused for a moment and she said, what's on my mind is I am feeling really frazzled and stressed out because the company is growing so quickly that I, I'm not in the day-to-day anymore. And my second question to her, which is the second of the powerful questions, is, so what's the real challenge here for you? And you need to be aware of how you ask this question because the emphasis is on real and also for you. You could say, what's the real challenge here? And that would almost sound dismissive. But when you say, 
what's the real challenge here for you? And what she shared with me in that moment was that the real challenge here for her was she felt like she was losing control. And she didn't like that feeling. She was in transition from essentially being the head of operations to being a CEO and to overseeing versus being the doer. And this was super powerful for her. And she said, you know, yes, I, I really do feel like I'm, I'm losing control. The third powerful question is an acronym, and it's AWE, A-W-E. And this is also a powerful question you can use almost anywhere. And what else? And what I'll tell you is that the first answer is never the only answer. And it's rarely the best answer. So you can use this with clients you're trying to close deals with or pitches. You can, you can use this with your kids. You can use this question in so many great places. And what else? She said, you know, I am used to working so much and kind of using my busyness as a badge of my importance. And what I'm noticing now is I'm not as busy and I'm actually, I actually have time for myself. I'm running errands during the day. I, I, I kind of am a little lost without being so busy. And then silence. Silence is a powerful tool. And oftentimes as leaders, parents, we try to fill the silence too much. And I just held silence in space for her. And I could see her thinking And after a moment, I did ask her, and what else? And she said, well, it's also been hard because my husband and I were both busy together, and now I have more free time. And we're not always on the same schedule, and I'm wanting to spend more time with him, and I'm wanting to, to go do more things now that I have this freed up time, and I'm, I'm missing him. And you can continue to ask this question one or one or two more times, depending on the situation. And you'll know when the right time is to pause. And then question number four, which is so powerful. I love this question. And I find, especially my female clients, have a, a harder time answering this question than most. And the question is, what do you want? And you can also come back to the awe question, and what else? So after they share what they want, you can say, and what else? And the power of asking the question of what do you want is that once you get clear on what you want and you know what you want, you can identify what the real issue is and what the real path forward is for you. And so many people don't know how to answer this question. And so when you, I invite you to think about the next either challenging situation you have coming up or just ask yourself this question in general. What is it that you want? So many people are very clear on what they don't want, but they also aren't clear on what they do want. And so take some time 
pause the podcast. Think about that question. What is it that you really want? What is it that you want out of work, out of life, out of your relationship? Wherever you might be challenged right now, what do you want? And the last question that I invite you to ask if you're a leader, more so when you're dealing with uh, clients or colleagues or uh, direct reports, is what was most useful for you from this conversation? And what this does is it helps integrate the learning and it takes that insight and turns it into action. So when people can talk about what they learned from going through this process with you, that is really powerful. And it's something that they can hold their hat on. It's something that they can directly take action on. And a follow-up question to that, which is a bonus question is, what support do you need with that? And how can I support you? So this really comes full circle to, especially when you're dealing with a direct report, of that direct report feeling known, feeling heard, feeling understood, feeling supported, feeling empowered. And what better source of engagement than to be that type of leader for your staff to really help them be their best so they can do their best. So those are the five questions plus the bonus question that I gave you, uh, which is around support and, you know, helping your associates take those insights and turn them into action. And then really the closing step out of all of this that really helps people feel and complete this circle is acknowledge the answers that you get. Go back to the beginning. Take a moment to summarize the conversation. You know, you came to me today sharing with me that you were feeling a little flustered and a little overwhelmed and maybe a little lost. And what we talked about is this feeling that you were losing control and that you also had some extra free time and you were wanting to spend more time with your husband and I also heard you committing to having a conversation with him and finding out where maybe you guys can find some overlapping time together. And the support you need from me is to continue our coaching sessions to really help hold you accountable to this new strategic visionary role that you're taking within your organization. So I'm super glad we had this conversation. How are you feeling about it? And then again, wait and listen. So again, this episode was a follow-up to The Gift of Listening, which was last week's episode, number 118. And I hope you found this useful and helpful. And if by listening to this, you realize that you want to dive in more depthfully and learn how to be a leader as coach, or you need some support with coaching, please feel free to reach out to me. That's what I do. I coach executives, I coach leaders in all industries, and I'm happy to have a conversation with you to find out if coaching would be a good fit for you. So feel free to send me an email, natalie at corecreationcoaching.com, and I would be happy to jump on a call with you. I can't wait to hear what you put into action from this episode, and I look forward to seeing you here next week. Take care and bye for now. 
Thank you so much for being here today and listening to the Lead Your Life podcast. My invitation to you is that you do one thing today to move toward a more meaningful, fulfilling life for yourself. Today, you have the opportunity to challenge your mindset or have a meaningful conversation or take one action step towards your goals. So what are you waiting for? It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Until then, don't wait till tomorrow. Be your best self now.